Yeah, amen. Give the worship team some praise, guys. Give yourself some praise. You guys made it. It's the end of the year. If you had a New Year's resolution last year that you're going to come to church like three times, you got Easter, Christmas, and New Year's Eve. So good job to you. You made it. No, but really, thank you so much for coming here today. It's uh, an honor and a blessing to, to be up on this stage and just be a vessel for what God wants to say to us. And I just have a feeling today that, that God has some words for people in here that's going to get ready to make a change. This is what it's all about right now. Everyone's fresh in their minds. We have a new year upon us. I don't like that saying, new year, new me. I want, it's the same old us, but we're ready to start making some changes. We're just ready to start moving with God's power. We're ready to start making a whole new us in ways. So we just finished this whole Advent season. I hope you guys had a chance to join us where we had this printed out devotional. And we learned about these different topics that we went through every week. As we go through this whole series of Born is the King, we got to see so much of what Jesus actually means being born into this world for us. We got to see the hope that we now have in our lives because of Jesus Christ. The joy that is now brought into our lives. The love that we're able to share because of the love that he gave us. The peace that Jesus can bring into this crazy thing that we call our everyday lives. And on that final message on Christmas Eve night, we were challenged to be the light of the world. We were challenged to go out and be the hands and feet of Jesus. And that's the end of it. That was the, the, the whole buildup of the Christmas season. So now as we put away our Christmas ornaments, as we toss away our Christmas trees, get the garlands and shove them in a tub, our stockings are no longer hung with care. We're putting everything away. And unfortunately, after being in church for a number of years, I've decided to see that as we put those Christmas decorations away, we're putting that whole story of what Jesus did away with it. We're tucking it away. And then we might bring it out a couple crosses for our Easter decorations, but normally we'll put everything that we just heard and everything we just celebrated and all the love we just shared, we'll put that away and start bringing it out that week of Thanksgiving. But I'm here to say that Jesus is an every season kind of Jesus. He needs to be here every single day. This isn't a season where he's tucked away. This is the time where we're going to start moving forward, that we're not putting Jesus away. We're not putting the story away. We are making this next year and beyond all about Jesus. It's time that we start equipping ourselves with the power that comes with our Lord and Savior. This power that's given to each and every one of us that we get a chance to walk away with. So as we get started on this message today, we're going to be talking about power. But we got to start with this first choice. Are we going to actually let God do what he wants to do with our lives? 
Or are we just hoping that God does what we want God to do in our lives? As we close out this final day of 2017, this is it. We start looking forward to 2018. We get a brand new slate. The moment that we wake up, it's a brand new year where we're going to mess up the dates on our checks, if you guys still your checks. Uh, <laughs> we're going to mess that up for like another month or two, or we send in our bills. But this is a whole new thing where we get to start and look forward. And it's this time that we start making those resolutions that always come along with New Year's Eve. But as we make those resolutions, as we start to set goals for ourselves, as we start to set changes that we want to see within ourselves, we need to get ready because the moment we start putting those down is the moment we start getting attacked because the enemy doesn't want that power in our lives. He doesn't want us to start to want to change. He doesn't want us to look forward to things. He doesn't want to start building up to see what we're supposed to be getting in life. So as we get going and we set these goals, I start thinking, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. I can fix myself in this area. But the moment that I start writing these down, I start to look in my own little personal rear view mirror. And I start looking what's behind me instead of focusing on what's in front of me. This is the year I'm going to get healthy. I am going to erase my debts. I'm going to beat my addictions. I'm not gonna be depressed anymore. I'm gonna take these small baby steps to start moving forward. But even as I start writing those, I keep checking behind me what's, well, I started that last year and I failed. You know what? I probably can't even get going. Why should, why should I bother doing it all over again? These negative thoughts start creeping in. No, really, I can do it this year on my own. I'm going to power through. I'm going to change. I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to be the best I can be. I'm going to get a new job. As I still hold on to these chains for some reason and all this baggage and luggage, I can't even take a step forward because I'm still being weighted back with what's on my mind from the past. This is the start as we move forward to stop checking the rear view mirror. That we start taking what is destined for us. When we start walking with the absolute power that is given to us, If you feel as you write these changes, if you start journaling, that you're in this dark spot and you're sick of being in the darkness, you're sick of being in a spot, that's why you want to move forward, well, that leads us right to our memory verse for the day. So if you guys could stand with me, please, and crack open your Bibles. If you don't have your Bibles, we're going to have it up on the screens. This is the memory verse that we've gone through our whole series of Born in the King. It's in Isaiah. It says, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in a pitch dark land, light has dawned. Let's pray. Lord, 
We're sick of the darkness. We see amazing light that's right in front of us. We see amazing light that's guiding us, Lord. We're ready for the changes, but we're ready not to do it on our own, Lord. We're ready to do them with you. Be that light that we need. Sometimes it's so dark, we just need a little tiny light to start moving us forward, Lord, but you have a magnificent light. We ask you to light this path for us and light our lives with your amazing power. It's your name we pray. All God's people said, amen. Go ahead and be seated. So I remember a time I used to have a beat-up truck, and I was driving. And as I was driving, I went to fix my rearview mirror. And next thing I know, falls off because it's a sucky old truck. I know there's a lot of cops that attend Journey to Church. I went to my destination safely, and it is now fixed. I'm a safe driver. Don't bother me. I'm sorry. So I got to this location, and I got some glue, and I glued my rearview mirror back on. And I don't know why, but randomly I started to look at this picture. I was like, this rearview mirror is, is so tiny. And I'm gluing it on this huge windshield because the car makers made the car this way because they believe what's in front of you is more important to focus on than what's behind you that's the same as our lives moving forward we can't continually check our rearview mirrors, seeing what we're leaving behind if we're starting to change, seeing all the pain and destruction and the toxic things, all the things behind us that we're ready to go. The moment we start to move forward, we can't keep checking back to see what's back there because it keeps drawing us back. We have so much in front of us. The world is our windshield. And with God as our GPS, there's a good chance we get to go to our next destination with success. We're going to go through the story in Exodus where the Israelites find themselves in a little predicament. And see, Israelites have been held captive. They're slaves working for the Egyptians, working just all this bad stuff. Day after day, night after night, working, stuck, unable to get what God truly destined for them. The trouble was is that they put themselves in that predicament at the same time. Stuck in a rut, not able to move forward. But we have a powerful God that sent a whole plan into motion. And he sent Moses back to his people and Moses was the man that went and he challenged Pharaoh with God on his side. And through this lengthy exchange and God's amazing power, he led the Israelites on their path to freedom. No more did they have to be stuck in what they were used to. They were going to something new, something brand new, a little scary, because God he likes to have fun with us sometimes. He didn't just give them a straight path. No, he sent them a little roundabout through the wilderness. And then he's like, hey, guys, why don't you just camp over by this huge body of water? You're good. 
Don't worry about it. And so here they are, leaving what they know, even though it was bad, they were used to it. It was life. They start to move forward in the unknown, and now they have this huge obstacle in front of us that they can't get through. A lot of times that's what we're facing in our everyday lives. If we set goals, if we set changes, and we start moving forward, the moment we see a barrier in front of us, what do we do? The moment we're faced with a huge body of water that looks like, what do I do now? We're just lost. We give up. So I want to see what the Israelites, what happens to them. So we're going to go through Exodus chapter 14, verses 10 through 12. As Pharaoh approached, the people of Israel looked up and panicked when they saw the Egyptians overtaking them. They cried out to the Lord and they said to Moses, why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? What have you done to us? Why did you make us leave Egypt? Didn't we tell you this would happen while we were still in Egypt? We said, leave us alone. Let us be slaves to the Egyptians. It's better to be a slave in Egypt than a corpse in the wilderness. They went through all this amazing power of seeing God cause so many things to Pharaoh and actually freeing them from what they were stuck in captivity. And the moment that they find themselves in front of their first problem, they freak out. They question, why did you even bring us out here? We were, we were good back there. I, I had a nice dirt floor to sleep on. I would only get whipped or beaten so many times a day. Only a few of my friends were murdered. Like, I, I don't, I'm good back in this bad, this bad thing. I don't have to move forward. I, I don't need to do that. It's too much work. Why couldn't you just let us be slaves back here? Because God doesn't want us to be slaves. God doesn't want us to be held back anymore. God's power is ready for us to start moving forward. Why give up my baggage when it's sometimes easier to just stay in the past? Why make changes when I'm used to everyday life of the bad stuff that I don't want to change anymore? And it's kind of amazing how similar we are to animals. A little unknown fact of the weird world of Dustin, I am a huge penguin fan. So you guys get a story on penguins. <laughs> so I was watching this documentary, another weird fact, I watch a lot of weird shows, so I was watching a documentary on penguins one day, and in Australia, on the shores of Phillip Island, are these extremely cute fairy penguins. I mean, there's nothing more cute than a fairy penguin. They're about 12 inches or so big. And they have this ritual that is truly amazing. So what they do is every morning, the adults will waddle out, kind of like I do after the holiday season right now, and jump into the sea, and they'll fish, and they'll surf on the waves. 
they'll hang flippers, because like, they don't have 10. It's better than the jokes you're used to. Just go with it. <laughs> they'll collect the food. And then by the end of the day, they'll go in groups and they'll stand on the water shore. And then they will start to get ready to go back home. And about a mile or so inward are thousands of burrows that they live in. But to get to that burrow, it's a huge beach of sand. And so what they do is they'll get up in groups, and you can just watch them all day. A group will go, and they'll go about a couple yards or so, and then they'll scurry on back even faster than they move forward and jump back in the water. And then the next group will go, and they'll make it through. The next group will make it through. Another one will go, scurry back. Until at the end of the day, all of the penguins have actually made it back to their burrows. You're like, why are you telling me this about penguins? I don't really care. They may be cute. But the point is, is that the reason they start to retweet, retreat from this whole song and dance is because they step out of their comfort zone. And the moment they step on that beach, if they see a shadow or they hear something rustling, they retreat and go right back to what they're used to because they can dive down deeper than anyone else. They can outswim anybody. And the moment they get to their burrows, they're good because they dug them down deep so they know that they're safe and varmints can't get them. But it's that moment in between that scares them and it scares us half to death. The moment that we want to start taking that step, we become vulnerable and ready for enemies to start attacking us. It's tough. The danger zone is the moment that we start to realize who we are actually with, though. If we don't start to step out in faith, God's not going to have the chance to just take a hold of us and say, let's start walking. It's that moment that we start moving on to that unknown land where changes can happen. Every day we have to start with our own personal battles of who's going to be in control of this day in our own lives. Are we going to be in control? Or are we going to let God be in control? There are things in our life we want to control, trust me. I'd love to control things in my own life because I have a way to, to twist them just a little bit so I, I can bend the rules. I can still do a few more things. Uh, if I set a goal, I, I, if I twist it just a little bit more, I can do a little more what I want to. And then before you know it, the enemy's creeping on in in your ear and he's like, just tweak it a little bit more. And the enemy's getting inside and pretty soon we retreat right back to where we came from. We lose everything that we've just worked for. And I get it. It's super scary and it's tough. When you're ready to make a change, where you're ready to start to step forward and you're going to no man's land, you're taking a step out in faith with God, it can get scary. You have your concerns. You get nervous. You're alone. But there's some scripture that says it perfectly in Psalm 46.10. If you're ready to step out, 
Let go of your concerns. Then you will know that I am God. I rule the nations. I rule the earth. If you're ready to move forward, this is God. He rules the nations. He rules it all. God is in control. We don't have to continually try to take everything away from him. We have to hand it over to him. If we're ready to make changes, if we're ready to stop, this is what God wants is that first step forward. He's God. He's got this. I don't know what problems that you're going to face this week, and I don't know what problems I'm going to face this week. But I know that God's in control. He wants you to let go and know. He wants you to let go of all these bad things and know that he is God. Get to know him. Get to walk with him. Get to experience his power. Because as the Israelites and these penguins started to face, there are two types of people in this world when we're faced with this obstacle right in front of us. As soon as we start stepping out and we see what's in front of us, we either A, try to take even more control of the bad controlness that's going on around us, so now it's a spiraling out of control, or B, the moment we face a problem, this is mine, you just give up. So many times growing up, I'd face a problem, and instead of wanting to fight for it, because it's the right thing to do, I just give up and retreat to go right back to whatever I had before. But just think if we let go of our concerns, if we take that first step into no man's land, that first step, I want you to step and say that's power. Because the moment we start moving out, that's the power of God when he's able to say, I see you moving. I see you're ready to change. I see you wanting to make this different. Let's start taking steps together. I'm sick of the past. The Israelites kept looking in the rearview mirror. Those penguins look in the rearview mirror. We're looking in the rearview mirror. I'm done with the hurt. I'm ready to move forward. So let's see what happens in Exodus. They're freaking out, and we're actually going to go with verse 13. It says, but Moses told the people, don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. Watch the Lord rescue you today. If you're still a little hesitant, and you're seeing people in your life stepping out, Watch them rescue you. Get ready for it. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. God is going to use the power to help fight your battles. But when you're ready, as we continue on in verses 15, Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. 
in your notes, this is what we need to underline. This is the money part of the verse. Why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. I got this. Start moving forward. The obstacle that you see is freedom that God sees. So we need to start moving forward. Pick up your staff and raise your hand over the sea. Divide the water so the Israelites can walk through the middle of the sea on dry ground. And I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians. And they will charge in after the Israelites. My great glory will be displayed through Pharaoh and his troops, his chariots and charioteers. When my glory is displayed through them all, all Egypt will see my glory and know that I am Lord. Then the angel of God, who had been leading the people of Israel, moved to the rear of the camp. The pillar of cloud also moved from the front and stood behind them. He did not leave them. He guided them. Number one, he said, do you know how powerful I am? Stop freaking out. Just start walking towards that obstacle that you're getting ready to go over, and I'm going to help you get over that obstacle. It's not an obstacle to God. This is him getting us to trust him, saying, just start moving. Get out that way. So we're ready to move on. We're ready to get moving. We're ready to go forward. We're ready to drop whatever is holding us back in our lives. Your past is your past. The rear view mirror, that stuff's back there. Your past does not define you. We can learn from the past. We can move forward and see what we're supposed to be doing. We take it, hold on to it, look at it, learn from it, but we don't carry it and bring it up and say, this is me. That's what the enemy wants you to do. That's what Satan wants you to do. He wants you to think of all the things that you've done in the past, all the failures you had, all the troubles you had. He wants you to hold on to them because he doesn't want you to move forward. But that past is not you. We're moving forward. One of the most wisest people I know, a famous theologian, and this is probably why they'll never have me speak again. Old Rafiki from my favorite movie, The Lion King. <laughs> oh, yes, the past can hurt, but the way I see it, you can either run from it or learn from it. Knows That's right. The wisest baboon ever. <laughs> Don't focus on what's happened. Focus on what's going to happen. Start looking through the windshield in life, stop checking what behind. The past is hurt, I get it. There's a lot of things I'm holding on to that I've, I needed to let go, and that's what's gotten me the chance to get up here and tell you guys about it. I'm not preaching what I haven't been through. I've been hurt, I hold on to so much, it used to boil and fester inside of me, but the moment that I started to let my concerns, my problems, and everything over to God is the moment that I started to be able to have a change in myself. The moment that I could start making goals and start moving forward because God could see a work inside of me. And it needs to be that way for every single one of us. 
The moment that we start moving forward into that no man's land and you feel alone and scared and not sure what to do when you see that obstacle in front of you, I got scripture for that. <laughs> so mark this down in your Bibles. It's going to be Isaiah 43, verse 2. I'm going to start a little bit ahead of what we have. I like bending the rules. Do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. I'll read this version instead. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. This is personal now. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through the rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you, for I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt as a ransom for your freedom. I gave Ethiopia and Siva in your place. Others were Given in exchange for you, I traded their lives with yours because you are precious to me. You are honored, and I love you. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. That's comforting. That wherever we go, that God's going to be with us every step of the way. That he's not going to leave you. That he loves you. That he's put so many plans into motion because of the love for you. He sent his one and only child down for us. There is power in our God. He is ready to start moving forward. Let's not box our God and let's not put everything that we just heard or learned in a tub. This is the moment where we get to start moving forward and letting God be who he is. God knows we are scared. God knows that we'll have doubts. God knows that we'll question. And we'll go kicking and screaming sometimes. But that scripture says that he is with us. That we will not drown. That the fires will not consume you. That whatever stuff we're experiencing in our everyday lives where it feels like you can't move forward, it feels like we can't make the changes that we're supposed to be doing, you know God has more in store for you, but you can't get there because of what you keep thinking about previously. God is ready. We're ready. We need to start moving forward. I want to do a little exercise right now. I want you to look down if you're wearing shoes. I hope you are. It's okay if you're not. We're free. If your shoes are moving forward, if you're wearing them the right way, <laughs> then we're in the right steps. We can just start stepping right now and start moving in that right direction. Don't put your shoes on backwards. Don't take little baby steps of where you were because that's not what we're supposed to be doing. We are ready to move. We are ready to have the power of God lead us and be with us. Do we need strength? Do we need peace? Do we need love? 
Do we need light in our dark lives? Do we need to let go of our concerns? We have a God for that. There came a time where I started to get ready to want to make a change. But it was much easier for me to just do what I was doing. Where I'd say, should probably go to church this week. Like, that's a pretty good game on TV. And then I just sit at home, watching TV, going out with my friends, doing bad stuff, getting a chance to actually see people serving and doing good things. And it's like, that seems like fun, but it also seems like a lot of work. But God has a way. The moment you're ready to take that step, he'll start to lead you. And I got to tell you that it doesn't seem like work anymore because all of the bad habits that I have in those past, God uses that. And if we start moving forward, those habits just turn into good things now. You just get so used to doing life the way God wants you to live and do life, it becomes second nature because that's what we were destined for. So as we close out in 2017, and if you've messed up, if you felt pain, if you've had sickness, if you've had failure after failure, if you've had a whole life of darkness, let's leave it right here. Let's move forward into 2018 and make it the year that God has wanted you to have. Because the moment that we start walking through every day, 365 days of this next year, I'm going to tell you, the next year after that will be a little bit easier because we've gotten the hang of it. God will help make the changes in our lives that we are ready for. It'll make it seem second nature. The barriers are no more. And I know there are people in here ready to change. And God sees it too. God's watched over us every single day of our lives. He knows how special and unique we are. He knows our quirks and the things that make us different than everyone else. He knows it's gonna take longer for some people and some people are gonna take this message and just start walking right now. But I encourage you that as you sit at home, if you start making a change, if you say, this all sounds so great, Dustin, but how can we actually trust God? Get to know the guy. Start spending time with him. Start opening up this Bible. Start doing devotionals. Start talking to your brothers and sisters in Christ. Start reading about these miracles after miracles that God can do in our lives. The more you get to know God, the easier it will be for us to start stepping out. I'm excited for this next year. I have a feeling this year is going to be a year of strength that we can start moving forward in boldness of all that we are supposed to be destined for. I am excited to leave the baggage at the door, the hurt and the pain at the door, and I'm excited to see what God has in store for us.
So I'm going to close out in prayer. Lord, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful that the season brings awareness to you, but Lord, I want it to be unleashed every day now, Lord. I want us to start moving forward with the boldness and the power that you have for us, that you had a plan all along for our lives. And I know there are people hurting today. I know there are ones that may not know you, Lord. The ones that are ready to start moving to drop the baggage, to start moving forward, Lord, I ask you to say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for what I've done. Father, forgive me. Come into my heart. I know that you died and you rose again for me. Lord, I ask your Holy Spirit to come over us. Lord, to help guide us, walk with us, go with authority and power because of who you are, Lord. We believe in you. You are our Lord and Savior, and there is power in your name. We love you. Thankful for every person that you've brought into your glorious kingdom, Lord. It's your powerful name we pray. Amen.